Cause sometimes I be right. Hello! Welcome to the show! <laughs> I'm fired up today. Energy is high. I had breakfast this morning. Usually I don't eat before the show. I had breakfast. I had my energy juice. I got water right now on deck in studio in case I get that dry mouth. <laughs> and I got a couple things I want to talk about today that's got me fired up. The NFL draft is in the rear view. You got all the grading coming out. You got the NBA playoffs. The, the, the teams are, are, are figuring it out. Right? We in the second round. We got the Knicks. Getting that dub. <laughs> and I'm fired up, ready to go. Let's intro this thing. What up, Cyber Family? If this is your uh, if this, ah, I'm all fired up. I can't even speak. <laughs> Too much energy powder this morning. Let me take it down a notch. Let's try that again. What up, Cyber Family? If this is your first time joining, welcome. This is Sometimes I'd Be Right. I am your host, John Favs, reporting live from Trash Can Studios. As always, joined by my co-host, Wally. Say what up, Wally! Wally. So as I said, man, I am fired up. I want to get right into it right now. I want to talk about, first off, you know what? Audible already. I was going to come in and I was going to talk about Dylan Brooks first. But I don't want to talk about Dylan Brooks first yet. I want to talk about your king, your NBA MVP, Joel Embiid. That's what I want to talk about. Now, look, let me start all this by saying I'm not mad that Joel Embiid won MVP. Man, he had an incredible season. Like, looking, like, some, for me, I don't really pay attention to, like, like, uh, I'm not looking at people's stats and stuff all the time. Like, I'm not really paying attention to it as it's happening. So, I didn't know. I didn't know what his numbers look like. Right? I didn't know. I had no idea. But the man had an incredible season. Without question. Without doubt. You can't, you can't argue it. Right? He had an incredible year. So, I'm not mad at him for getting the MVP. But what I am mad at... Is if you gave him the MVP simply because you didn't want to give Joker three in a row. Since I thought it was, I thought the MV, I thought we were giving out the MVP for this season. I thought it was this season. I've heard this conversation for like the last three months, talking about who's the MVP, who's MVP. Can you really give it to Jokic three years in a row? Could he really be the first player in NBA history to get three in a row? No, nah, we can't let that happen. It's like, bro, hold on. I thought we judging it for this year. If he's the, if you think he's the best player this year, then why wouldn't you give it to him? Somebody got to be first, right? Somebody got to be first to do it three in a row. My problem, again, is not that it's not that you gave it to Embiid. I'm not mad at you for voting Embiid as MVP. Cool. He had an unbelievable season. Right? But if you thought, if you thought Jokic was actually the MVP and you decided I can't vote for him because then I give him three in a row, that's stupid. That's foolish. And I heard, I heard, uh, I heard Chris Broussard, I'll put a name on it. I heard Chris Broussard like two months ago say that this season might actually be Joker's best season. 
This season he had this year might be better than the last two seasons that won him the MVP. But we still can't give it to him because I can't sit and think I'm giving Joker the first person ever to give three MVPs in a row. I would say that makes no sense to me. That's dumb. We're not saying, hey, uh, for the last three years, you no, we're saying this year, you're the MVP this year. And then next year, if you if, if people still think you're the MVP next year, you were the MVP for next year. I don't give a damn what you did the last two years. I don't care that Joel Embiid never won MVP before. Maybe he was deserving before. That don't mean nothing. We judging it for this year. Just like when the MVP, like they give it, it's a regular season award. I don't give a damn if you win the finals or not. You were still the league MVP for the regular season. That's what the award is. Am I off? Am I wrong? Are we not supposed to be judging it based on like this is the criteria? We're voting based on this. We're not we're not supposed to be factoring in last year or what the history of the league has been. We judging you and we grading you based on the criteria of MVP this season. First of all, we already doing it wrong because we're giving it to the best player. It's not called the best player award. It's not called the best player in the NBA. It's called the most valuable player award. So we're already doing it wrong. Right off the rip saying, well, who's the best player? We're already wrong. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the most valuable player. And you LeBron stands should know because y'all have told me for years, if it was really about who's the most valuable, LeBron would win every year. Yeah, you're right. I'm on your side now. I agree with you. It should be given to the most valuable player because that's what the award is called. And maybe we should have two awards then. I just don't understand why all these media types be getting butthurt like, oh, we can't make them three in a row. That's what y'all did. Y'all voted him back-to-back MVP. That's what y'all did. Y'all decided he was good enough to be back-to-back, but now he's not good enough to be three in a row? That's what... I told you I'm fired up. I told you I'm fired up because I'm because I'm because I'm done. I'm done, bro. I'm done. You want to know where all this came from? I tell you, this all started because over the weekend uh, during the draft, I had posted a video. Uh, I posted a short on my YouTube channel about how uh, about how the Texans went out and they got C.J. Stroud and then they traded back to number three and went up and got Will Anderson. And I said, you got your franchise quarterback and then you got your your cornerstone defensive player. Like you set to go. And, and some dude decided to write me and say like, oh, C.J. Stroud, not a franchise quarterback because Ohio State ain't never produced a franchise quarterback. Like, oh, what that got to do with anything, bro? So he started com. So me and him was going back and forth a little bit. And he, you know, he I feel like he got a little disrespectful. <laughs> Because he started saying, oh, you talking about opinion. You saying what you think. And I'm telling you facts. Like, even though you telling me C.J. Stroud is not going to be a franchise quarterback because of what happened in previous years. Like, you don't know for a fact he's not. You're saying your opinion is the history of Ohio State is they've never produced a franchise quarterback. Although, can I introduce you to Joe Burrow? He's he's from Ohio State. Oh, but he ain't. You know what? I'm not going to get into that yet. We're going to get into that later. But that got me fired up on Sunday. Okay. And then, after that, Steph Curry had his 50-point performance, and then the world was going crazy. Hey, man, I had my own brother asking me, asking me, is it time to have the conversation of, is Steph Curry greater than Kobe? What are we doing? Wasn't nobody talking about Steph Curry two weeks ago. Nobody was calling Steph Curry one of the five greatest players of all time two weeks ago. We wasn't thinking about Curry. 
right? Now all of a sudden he comes out, has an amazing game. Just great. Now all of a sudden we want to talk about his great. Is he the greatest point guard of all time again? And guess what's going to happen when he has a dud? Because it's coming. It's going to happen. He's going to have a bad game. Guess what's going to happen? Same thing that always happens. Steph Curry overrated? Is Steph Curry really that great? Can Steph Curry get it done in the play? All that stupid, not, the, the yo-yo, the yo-yo media. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. It's got me fired up because the yo-yo media is, yo, I'm done with it. When somebody has a really good game, guess who had a good game last night? Anthony Davis. The first, first Lakers since Shaq to have a 30 and 20 game. 30 points, 20 rebounds. Yeah, he had a great game. And y'all love, oh, he's so dominant. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. Anthony Davis is all oh, one of the, he's one of the most talented players ever. And guess what? When he comes and puts up a dud, y'all going to talk about how he's overrated. I'm not overreacting to when somebody does great, and I'm not overreacting when they do poor. What is Anthony? We know what he is. We know what he is. We know what Steph Curry is. I'm not going to lose my marbles and say that Steph Curry is, is the greatest point guard of all time. Because he hit a bunch of threes in the game and got 50 points. Like, I've seen too many great point guards. I've seen too many. I'll tell you right now. Allen Iverson will bust Steph Curry's ass. Straight up. And I, and I, would, and I would venture to bet. I'm pretty sure I would. If, if we were talking about there was a game, AI in his prime, Curry in his prime, I think AI could lock up Steph Curry. Yeah, I said it. So now you want me to say that Steph, look, see, it comes across as I'm hating Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. I do. I just hate the idea that like in the moment, because what you just saw was awesome, you lose sight of, yeah, that's great. But there's a whole, there's a whole history that I'm not going to put this dude above the whole history because I saw it right now. Cause I ain't going to forget what I saw yesterday. I'm not going to forget that Steph Curry's never had a performance to match what Allen Iverson did in game one in the finals against the Lakers. Steph Curry's never had a game to match that. Like, I'm not going to forget that. I can't forget I saw that. I can't forget that I saw Kobe score 81 in the game. I can't forget that. I can't forget what was happening with Kobe in 2005, 2006. When he was facing his court case and the dude was coming in and averaged like 50 points for like seven straight games. I can't forget that I saw that. I seen too many times with Steph Curry. I saw Steph Curry have trouble with Matthew Dellavedova. Like I synced it. I saw Kobe Bryant in the game seven not be able to hit the, the uh, not be able to hit the side of a barn and still grab you 17 rebounds. I seen it. Stop playing with me. I'm tired of this yo-yo media where one minute we love to do when he's doing well, and then when he has a bad game, then we turn on him and we and we question him and all this other stuff, and then he has a good game and we love him again. It's like I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that no more. Again, we know who he is. We know who Steph Curry is. We know how good he is. Just because he has a bad game or a couple bad games, it ain't gonna change my opinion on Steph Curry. And just because he has a couple great games, I'm not going to all of a sudden say he's now better than Kobe. I'm not going to do it. He got a long way to go to be better than Kobe. The right guy can still take Steph Curry away and make him have a long, tough day. That's all I'm saying.
So back to Embiid. Embiid had an unbelievable season and is deserving of being the MVP. The problem I have with it, though, is that for months I've heard and they've openly talked about how Embiid should get it because not only is he having a great year, but also we can't give it to Joker again. That's my problem. That's my that statement right there. You acknowledge that Embiid's having a great year and uh, is deserving, but not only that, that's not why we're going to give it to him, but we also have to give it to him. Because Joker can't be the first player in NBA history to get three in a row. Because if we didn't give it to LeBron, if we didn't give it to Kareem, if we didn't give it to Magic, if Kobe never did it, if Jordan never did it, then we can't make Joker the first. That's a bad precedent. Or are you just doing your job and saying, who do we think was the most valuable player in the NBA this year? And giving it to that person. Is that not what we're supposed to be doing? Is that not your job as voters? Maybe I'm off. So look, congratulations to Embiid. He, again, again, let me state it one more time for those of you who, who might be getting lost in the sauce and lost in all of my energy and animation and yelling and all that stuff because I am all over the place. I apologize. I hope you are entertained. But I'm I'm all over the place. I'll acknowledge it. Embiid is 1,000% deserving of the MVP this year. 1,000%. Okay? I do not disagree with the choice of Embiid as MVP. However, I think if you were a voter who voted for Embiid, but believe it should have been Joker, but had to vote against Joker because you didn't want him to have three in a row... I think you are foolish. I think you did the wrong thing. And I think it is wrong. That is where I stand. Now let's move over to another thing that is is absolutely blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. I, for the life of me, I can't figure, I, I feel like, again, this is another example of where I feel like I am in an alternate universe and 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 the, I don't understand the world around me. One of the biggest criticisms that uh, fans have had in the NBA, the, the older generation versus the younger generation, the old school guys versus the new school guys, one of the biggest complaints about the NBA is, man, these guys are too friendly. There's no rivalries. Nobody's beefing with it. Everybody's just so cool. Everybody's friends on the court. Somebody loses a game and they laughing and dapping up their friend that they just lost to. And nobody's like, nobody really has that, like, that. We miss that edge. We miss that, that Pistons, Bulls, that edge. That, like, nah, we could be friends, but, like, I'm going to try to, I'm murdering you on the court. Right. And then here comes Dylan Brooks, who after a game, they're asking him questions and he says, I don't care. LeBron's old. I don't respect nobody unless you give me 40. He was trash talking. They said, how do you feel about poke? He said, that's what I do. I poke bears. He was trash talking. What is he supposed to say? What's he supposed to say? Oh, you know what? LeBron's great, and, you know, we don't want to get him mad. We don't want to mess with him. What is he supposed to do? Oh, he's supposed to love LeBron? He's supposed to give him praise in the middle of a series? Yo, I'm playing this guy. 
I'm playing this guy. You know who I am? I'm the guy where like, yo, you wear LeBron's? Cool. But when you going against LeBron, you can't wear his sneaker. You better put on something else. That's where I come. That's my mentality. Yeah, look, we all, we look, you think Dylan Brooks thinks that LeBron's not a great player? You think Dylan Brooks doesn't think LeBron is, is a beast on the court? You think Dylan Brooks really doesn't respect LeBron? Or do you think, hey, man, we in a series right now. I'm not about you coming up to me asking me about, I don't care about this dude. I don't care about him. I don't care what he got going on. That's my opponent right now. Yes, I poke bears. Yeah, go ahead. And what LeBron say? Oh, I ain't worried about all that. You know, I ain't worried about all that. Oh, you was. Because as soon as y'all won, what you do? See, this this is the problem I have. This is the problem I have. LeBron, if you're going to say you don't get involved in all of that, then don't go talk to him pregame. Don't go do that then. Then when y'all win the series, don't come up. If you see me in the, in the bear having a fight in the woods, you better help the bear. Don't do all that nonsense when you won. See, now you won, and now you're willing to do your, throw your little shots. But when y'all was in it, and the, and the outcome wasn't decided, then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't get involved in all that stuff. I don't do all that talking stuff. I don't do that. I let my game talk for me. Yeah, until you win. And then once you win and you know, oh, we got it? Okay, cool. Now I can talk my trash? Come on, man. That's coward stuff. That's loser stuff. Dylan Brooks was talking trash in the moment. Was trash talking about what they say? I read an article today that said, oh, Dylan Brooks, his trash talk backfired. How did it backfire? You think the Lakers won because he was talking trash? You think if he didn't talk trash, the Lakers wouldn't have won? What are you talking? Again, what was he supposed to say? You in the middle of a competition. You in the middle of a series. Your job is to be a defensive player. Your job is to, is, to, is to agitate the other team's best player to try to get him slightly off his game to give y'all just a slight advantage. That's your job. That's his job. Y'all coming up and asking him about, oh, what, what do you think about LeBron? Da, da, and he said what he's supposed to say. That's a competitive dude. I ain't about to praise nobody I'm going against. Get up out of here. Don't come talk to me. What was he supposed to do? So now after the series, everybody roasting him. Oh, how you going to do this? Da, 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 da. Next time, don't say nothing. Like, no, this is what we want. As a sports fan, is this not what you want? Don't you want Dylan Brooks on the court thinking, yo, I'm trying to end him. I am I am not going to be in awe of LeBron James while I'm defending him. Nah, I'm going to make this dude's life a living. Is that not what we love? Is Patrick Beverly not still in the NBA because that's exactly what he does? Is that not exactly what Draymond does? Like, what are we talking about? This is great. He talked trash. He said, I poke bears. Go ahead. What you going to do? Let's see. Because guess what? He was on that court. Giving it his all. Now, look. He not the best player. He not the best player. Like, and they lost. Yeah, they lost. But they didn't lose because he said, I don't respect LeBron. They didn't lose because he said, I don't respect nobody until they can come give me 40. They didn't lose because of that. John Morant, like, did what he did because Dylan Brooks? Like, stop, man. Stop. Stop. And LeBron, don't be talking trash now that you won. Because what would the conversation be had Memphis actually won the series? Y'all would have no problem with it now that he talked the way he talked? You would have no problem with it now. It would be cool to poke the bear. 
That's what I mean. You can't be results-based. I love the fact that he did it. Yeah, they got beat. Yeah, they lost by like 40 in that game six. Yeah, they got washed. And guess what? You guys suck it up, go back, and own it. Now, the problem I have is him walking out and not facing the media. I do have a problem with that. That, to me, again, is coward stuff. But, like, look, like, that's a problem. But I don't have a problem at all with him talking trash. I don't. I think it's, I think it's great. I think more people should do it. And I'm going to tell you right now, reports are coming out that the Memphis Grizzlies told him, under no circumstances are you coming back. They getting rid of him. Hey, hey, come on over to the Knicks, bro. Come on over. Oh, Dylan Brooks coming off the bench? Dylan Brooks coming off the bench? I love it. Come on over. Again, you got to put people where they could be used best. I think Dylan Brooks coming off the bench to be a defensive energy type player, to be a tone setter, man, I think that would be great. I would love that on the Knicks. Bring it on. Come on. Come on. Bring him on. (laughs) Bring him over here to New York. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to love that energy. Oh, you bring that energy to the Knicks? You come out there like with your like show me something attitude? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to fit right in. It's, it would be great. I love it. I think Josh Hart has a little bit of that. That little bit of that like grit. Like, I'm going to do the dirty work. If Dylan Brooks says, yo, I'm going to be the guy that just does the dirty work. Yo, PJ Tucker has made a whole career out of just doing the dirty work. Dylan Brooks, if he just says, yo, I'm, I'm just going to take that role and be that guy, yo, he's going to be very successful, very successful, and I would love to see him on the Knicks. I'm I'm so blown away. I don't understand why people are, like, giving him a hard time, like, oh, you can't be talking like that. You can't. What he's supposed to say? What we want him to talk like? We want him to talk like a dude who's scared, like a dude who don't really want to be, like a dude who just, like, oh, let me not, you know. I mean, not get him mad. Like, get LeBron. Who cares if you get LeBron mad? He is old. He is old. And LeBron ain't play well that series against against Memphis. He ain't play that well. Like, he ain't do nothing that you was like, oh man, like vintage LeBron. Like, no, he looked kind of old at times. Like, what are we talking about? I can't believe y'all, man. Y'all want this dude to like sing his praises and wear his sneakers and give him dap on the court and say nice play. Like, no. No. And I I can't believe that, like, that Memphis is going to get, like, look, maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that I don't know. Maybe he don't get along with people. Maybe he's an abrasive personality. Maybe there's a lot of stuff going on I don't know about. That's possible. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting it, I'm not putting it beyond it. Like, it is very possible. But from what I know and what I see, and I'm just going to go based off of that right now. Bring that man to New York. Bring that man to the Knicks, and, and, and that'll be a welcome addition. Speaking of the Knicks, I want to uh, recap game two. So the Knicks lost game one. I wasn't worried. They didn't have Julius Randle. The game was kind of close. They, they, you know, they played well, and I was like, all right, I'm not worried. Okay, it's game one. You can lose a game, whatever. Game two. Last night in the garden, no Jimmy Butler for Miami, and uh, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because the Knicks struggled, man. They struggled for most of the night, and and the thing that sucked the most was they were trying really hard. Like, they were playing really hard. They were playing hard, and they they just seemed like they, they couldn't get over the hump. 
and it was like they would get close and then they would they would have a, a boneheaded play a turnover or something and then the heat would hit a three and you're like damn man like they couldn't get what he reached and then they kind then they then they took the lead pulled away a little got a little clearance but the problem was is the game was 111 105 and it was even closer than that and they didn't have Jimmy Butler Well, now I'm concerned. Now I'm a little concerned. Now, look, what I will say is R.J. Barrett had a good game, too. And I think, I think, because I I bring up R.J. Barrett because I've been really hard on R.J. Barrett. And I've been hard on him because I feel like when he got drafted, he got drafted to be like the centerpiece for this team. Right? He got drafted to be the centerpiece, to be the the new the new to, to spearhead the new new wave of Knicks. And I feel like he's kind of settled into the into a role of being the third or fourth option, the third or fourth go to guy. Julius Randle came to the team and immediately took over lead dog status. He's the lead dog. Like, oh, okay. So our, our our star, our star pupil that we drafted number three, like he, you not number two. Oh, okay, cool. And then Jalen Brunson comes this year, and and R.J. Barrett goes to three, and it's like, oh, well, you're now like the third. You're like you're our star pupil, who we drafted number three overall, who was supposed to spearhead the new revolution for the Knicks. You're you're now the third option. Oh, okay. And they had an opportunity in the summer to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, yo, but Mitchell against the Knicks was trash. You're right, he was. He had a really bad, a horrible series. But I think you would still agree that Donovan Mitchell is better than R.J. Barrett. That there are times where the Knicks need more from R.J. Barrett that he could provide. And that being the case... Hey, man, like, they should have made the move. So when they didn't make the move and they chose to say, we will keep RJ, max him out, I said, oh, man, well, that means now you have to be a lead dog. And too many times I see him trying to cower into the background. What I say he is, is I say he is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins on the Warriors is great. He's great on the Warriors. What was Andrew Wiggins? What was your thought of Andrew Wiggins when he was in Minnesota and he was the lead dog? When he was depended on to be the go-to guy? What was your thought? Oh, Wiggins, trash. He's a bust. He ain't he's a bust. He ain't gonna do nothing. And there you have it. He wasn't a lead dog. He's a great third or fourth option. That's what R.J. Barrett is, and we need him to be more. And in game one, even though he had a, a solid game, he did most of his damage early. Down the stretch with no Julius Randle and that game being close, they needed him to be a lead dog, and he just wasn't capable. In game two, he played well. Well-balanced game, hit some big shots late, some good production early. Like, yeah, overall, I think he's doing well. In this postseason. 
But again, I think what you're what you're what you want from him is to be a lead dog and he keeps trying to drift into the background and just be a complimentary piece. And then you got guys like Quickly coming off the bench who is trying to be a lead dog. And you're like, well, those roles should be reversed. RJ Barrett should have the urgency, aggressiveness that Quickly has and Quickly should be trying to be a contributing piece. But I am concerned because without Jimmy Butler, it was still a struggle for the Knicks. Now they won, so I can't be mad. But I could be cautious going into game three in Miami. I don't know where this series is going. I'm going to stick with the Knicks. I'm going to stick with them. But man, I'm getting a little nervous. Let's get into some draft talk. I'm gonna try not. To, I'm gonna try not to get uh, animated too much, but I feel like it's gonna be hard to do. Okay, <laughs> let's get right into it. Pick number one, you had Bryce Young. Look, I like Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's a really good player. I think I tried to hate Bryce Young. Like not like last year, I tried to hate. Like, all right, let's see what he do. Let's right, see how good he really is. And yeah, he he's he's good. <laughs> like you you can't. The questions you have for him are strictly just: Is his size going to present a problem in the league? It's the only question you have. You have no other questions for Bryce Young. You don't have questions of his ability. You don't have questions of his toughness. You don't have questions of his intellect. You don't have questions of his decision-making, his arm talent, nothing. It's just, is his size going to be a problem? At pick two, you have what I consider to be me. My opinion. Why? Because ain't a damn person out here right now that can say for a fact who's going to be what from this draft. We don't know. We can guess. We can assume. We could bet. We could say, hey, it's it's looking like that. We ain't got no facts. Hey, homie. Homie with the beard on, on, on the TikToks that was telling me that I'm speaking on opinion. So were you. That's your opinion, too, saying he's not. That's an opinion. You can't say it's a fact because he ain't played a single down in the NFL. So how can you say it's a fact that he's not something? You ain't seen it. So let's take that right off to the ta- right off the table. We all talking about opinions, right? I might be wrong. I might be. And if you wanted to say, hey, I would bet anything in the world you are wrong based on the history. Fine. Go ahead. Then go ahead. But it's still just your opinion. It's still just your idea. It's still just your idea. My opinion was CJ Stroud is a franchise quarterback, is the best quarterback in this draft. Why? Because you have no questions. No questions about him at all. You don't even have the size. It's his size. You don't have no questions. None. The only doubt you have is where he went to school. That's it. That's it. That's all you have is where he went to school. 
And because that, and because that, you're going to hold it against them. <sighs> here's why I think it's so dumb. Here's why I think it's here's why I think it's so foolish. Because number one, if you look at recent, let's just look at recent history. CJ Stroud would be graded higher than every than any player that's ever been drafted out of Ohio State. Maybe the only one that would give him some pushback would maybe be Justin Fields. But I think you might favor Justin Fields over CJ Stroud strictly based on that um that Justin Fields is, is a freak athlete and CJ Stroud's not that caliber of athlete. But if you were talking about throwing and accuracy and timing and anticipation, everything you want from a quarterback, that's what CJ has. You want to know why Ohio State hasn't produced really good quarterbacks? Do you want to? Would you like to know why? I'll tell you why, because I'm an Ohio State fan. I've been watching Ohio State my entire life. Up until about maybe 2010, they were not recruiting quarterbacks at the level they are now. They weren't. They were three yards in a cloud of dust. They were a running team. The Big Ten, the Big Ten conference was always looked at as slow. Rumbling, methodical. They just run the ball. They got great offensive linemen. But as far as QBs go, quarterback play, that's, you know, it is what it is. Right? Ohio State was never like a, a pass-heavy team. They weren't. Jim Trestle was all about run the ball and play field position. And we're going to have a dominant defense. Right? The best quarterback they had got until that point, the best one they had got was, um, what's the dude? Why am I drawing a blank? The, the boy from Jeanette PA. Oh, why am I drawing a blank on the dude? Converted to wide receiver when he got to the league in a supplemental draft. Got suspended for selling his golden pants. Terrell Pryor. There we go. (laughs) Terrell Pryor was like the top guy and he wasn't even a good passer. He was just a freak athlete. Like, that was what they had. Todd Beckman. Justin Zwick. Like, do you even know who these people are? Stop. Even do... Yo, look at someone like a... um, God, why am I drawing? Oh, God. Why am I drawing a blank on everybody's name right now? I just got through. Who's the other? Ah, why? See, y'all got me so mad. I'm drawing blanks. But let me tell you. Let me. Y'all got me. Y'all got me so mad, bro. Look at this. I, I'll put it to you like this. For you to say that a player won't be good based on they went where they went to school, for me, is so... It's like saying he won't be good because of the neighborhood he grew up in. We're not grading players based on where they went to school. And because the history of that school is those quarterbacks don't end up good. Because guess what? He ain't them. He's not them. He's not. Okay, he's not. Look at the history of um look at USC. Mark Sanchez. Who's the who's the dude? John David Booty. 
Who's the other dude? Sam Bradford. Not Sam Bradford. Sam Darnold. Right? All these guys from USC. Uh, Matt Castle. Uh, who's the other one? There's a list of guys that come out of USC that ain't no good. Are you are you not going to draft Caleb Williams next year because the last because there's a bunch of guys that come from USC that end up not being good? Matt Leinart. Are you not going to draft the guy out of USC because they don't turn out good all the time? Let's look at Oklahoma. Kyler Murray. Do you think he's been a success? Maybe. Do you think that uh, Sam Bradford was a success? Do you think that uh, Baker Mayfield was a success? Are you not going to draft the guy at Oklahoma because of that? Who has South Carolina produced ever? Would you not draft the best quarterback from South Carolina? If that was the if that if you watched him play and you said this is the highest rated player, highest rated quarterback this year, would you say, oh, but wait a second, he he went to that. We can't draft him because he went to that school. What type of idiot are you? What type of moron are you to say, I'm not going to draft a guy. He ain't going to be no good because he went to that school. What the hell difference does that make? What difference does that make? Tua. Tua went to Alabama. Mac Jones went to Alabama. Do you? Does that make you excited? Are you excited by those two guys? Tua was a bust until he got the cheetah. Mac Jones is they try to replace him every single day. They 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 put in Bailey Zappi over here. They benched him in a primetime game. Benched him. Should you not have drafted Bryce Young because like because of that history? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. Ohio State quarterbacks have not done well in the NFL because the guys they had playing quarterback we're not really the best players. And if you want, I still believe in my heart, Dwayne Haskins could have been really good. I do. He needed a little work, but he, he still could have been good. Who was the last great Florida quarterback that came to the NFL? Who was the last one that was great? Florida. Who? Who? Maybe I'm Mrs. A who? But you weren't going to say I'm not going to draft Anthony Richardson because of that. Who's the great Kentucky quarterback? Who? But you're not going you're not going to neglect Will Levis because he's coming from Kentucky. CJ Stroud literally showed you at the combine. Not only am I going to come to the combine, but I'm going to throw. And not only am I going to throw, but I'm going to have what is reported by many people, many professionals, smarter people than me. Possibly the best throwing session I've ever seen at a combine. That's what they said. Not me. That's what they said. Scouts have said his anticipation is on another level. That's what you need in the NFL. Too many college quarterbacks can throw it to a guy who's open. C.J. Shroud is throwing it to where they're supposed to be. He's got great anticipation, and he's getting rid of the ball earlier, just like they do in the NFL. He's NFL ready. That's what they said. Not me. That's what they said. Not me. But if you are going to come up and say, he ain't going to be a franchise quarterback because he's from Ohio State, that's foolish. Because then you're not looking at the player. You have already written him off. And that's what makes me so, that's what bothers me so much about people telling me, oh, you're wrong. Oh, he ain't going to be no good. It's like, 
are you but are you looking at him though or are you just saying oh he's from Ohio State he ain't gonna be no good look at the see I've looked at the player I've watched the film on the player I've seen every throw of his in I've seen it I saw him get questions going into the Georgia game I saw people say oh can he get it this is a really good test for him I've seen it with my own two eyes with mine own two eyes with a broke back on New Year's Eve, I saw it. And I saw that boy go out there and dominate. I saw that boy go out there and do everything that they questioned. Could he do this? He went out there and did it. With all eyes on him. Against the best team in the nation. He went out and did it. And now you're going to tell me because of the school he went to, he can't be any good. And that's a fact. That's a fact fact i'm talking about opinion no fact he went out and dominated your best sec school he dom he did that that's a fact you that's a fact it happened we saw it it's on record fact he went out there had an amazing combine that's a fact by every metric you grade a quarterback he scores high that's a fact and now when you take all of those facts if i've seen it he checks the box as far as physicality goes. He checks the facts as far as college production goes. He checks the box in terms of how well he grades out in terms of ability. He checks the box and he came into the interviews. We like him. He checks the box and all of his teammates love him. He checks all the boxes. And when you get a total score, you fall in that line of, is he a franchise quarterback? By every metric, by every fact that you can gather, it points to, yup, franchise quarterback. But you, my friend, want to circumvent all that and say, I don't care what the metrics say. I don't care what his production was. He came from Ohio State, so he can't be. That's a fact. Hey, man, lucky for you, I'm petty. Lucky for you, I keep receipts. And lucky for you, I will be coming back around. Lucky for you, social media, I believe, will be here for at least the next five years. And within the next five years... I'm going to be hitting you back up saying, hey, my man, is this a franchise quarterback? Does this look like a franchise quarterback? At this point, I'm not even comparing him to nobody else. It is not a him versus Bryce Young. I'm not mad at Bryce Young going one. Cool. They, They neck and neck. Right? Maybe if I were an Alabama fan and had seen every single throw from Bryce Young, I might be on the side of Bryce Young is is slightly better. I didn't see every throw, so therefore I don't have the same level of attachment. I'll give you that. But I think if they're both even in terms of their ability to play, I do tend to favor the guy who's got the the, the more prototype size. But this is not about who's better. This is just simply me saying, if you believe Bryce Young could be a franchise quarterback, here's a guy who outperformed him. Okay. Here's a guy who threw at the combine. Bryce Young didn't. Right? So right then and there, already put himself in a pressure cooker, put himself in front of everybody, and performed at a high level. The highest of levels. Made everybody else look amateur. I'm just saying, man. That one was personal. Listen, I'm sorry for y'all. Y'all probably don't care. Y'all, y'all heard me rant about this for so long. Y'all probably like, yo, let's get over it. We done with it. But that one just 
just personally strikes a chord for me because I, I don't like the idea that that like I was being told I'm going based on opinion and what I think and that somebody else is speaking facts and then proceed to give me an opinion and try to make it seem like I'm intellectually not on their level. That bothered me. But let's get into the rest of the draft, okay? Let's talk about what the Cowboys did. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I made a video about it on my YouTube channel. You can check me out. It's, uh, um, hold on. Let me get, what is, what is my YouTube channel? Uh, I, uh, you can go on, uh, check out my YouTube. It's cyber network. So S I B R network. Um, that's where you'll find me on YouTube. And I made a video recapping, uh, the draft because, because my I don't know how I feel about the Cowboys draft. I'm I'm iffy. I'm iffy. Because I don't think they did anything wrong. Right? I don't think they did anything wrong. But I also don't think I also don't think that they I'm trying to think, man. The truth is, is I was hoping for more. I was hoping for an offensive draft. And they didn't, they didn't deliver that. So when you don't deliver what I was hoping for, it's hard for me to balance. Like, am I disappointed in them or am I not? Right? Like, am I disappointed? Maybe. But the reality is, did they get better? All right, so you you know I love y'all, right? You know I love y'all, right? And and the one thing I pride myself on is being ooh, transparent in this. <laughs> I'm rambling for like the last like probably minute, two minutes now because I'm <laughs> because full disclosure, I'm trying to find my YouTube channel, <laughs> right? Because you know when you when you making when you making the YouTube and you creating it, look, I'm trying to get in, break into the space and expand the cyber family to all different platforms. You you make the, the the username, right? And I'm like, oh dope, I got it. Da, 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 da. And I made it cyber network, right? But I put I put the dots in between each of the letters so people know that it's an abbreviation for something. Right? Because it's sometimes I'd be right network, which is it's it's we got everything on there. The podcast is gonna be on there, all different videos is gonna be on there, like everything's gonna be on there. So it's a network, right? So as I'm searching, because I want to tell y'all how to find me. <laughs> So I'm on my phone trying to search it as I'm trying to talk to y'all and losing my train of thought and sounding like a dope and dragging on. And I apologize. But look, you can find me. The YouTube channel is Cyber Network. If you look up Cyber Network, it's probably going to auto-correct it to Sub Network. And then it's going to say search for Sub Network or search instead for Cyber Network. If you hit search for Cyber Network, fine. If you want to do it, like streamline it. Do cyber network, but put s.i.b.r.network. All one word. Just put the periods in there, and then it'll come directly to me. You'll see my face, right? You'll see a familiar picture, and that's me. And I'm on there. And I'm in there. Uh, That's where you'll find me, right? So go on there if you want to hear my detailed breakdown of the Cowboys draft. But in short terms, and to keep it brief, uh, the reality is, is 
I'm not mad at the draft because I think they got good players and good value, but I was hoping for more of an offensive draft because I think Dak Prescott is your weakest link. And I think the, mo- the if the more you can put around him, the better. I'm not really a big fan of Brandon Cooks. Everyone tells me how good he is, but then how come every team is so ready to get rid of him? Like, I, I, I'm not going to trust a guy who keeps bouncing around and you keep telling me how good he is, but nobody wants to keep him. So I don't know how I think about that. Gallup, I'm not sure if, if he just had a bad year coming off the injury. Um, I don't know if uh, C.D. Lamb is going to be there much longer. Like, he might want too much money. Do I really want to pay him? He's kind of been up and down. I know his totality, when you look at his numbers, they seem great. But, like, yo, I watch all the games, and there's moments where I'm like, I don't know if this guy is as good as we think he is. Right? Like, I, I'm just not sure. Not sure. So, I don't know. I think they did all right. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a letter grade because I think that's foolish. I'm not really into the letter grade thing, but, you know, whatever. Uh, But I will say, I actually, this is the first time in a very long time that I was aware of every single pick. And I watched the entire draft, uh, and I loved it. And uh, next year, I'm going to tell you right now, next year, because for the rest of, like, this week, like, none of the new names have really fully generated yet but next year i'm telling you right now within the next two weeks i'm gonna start watching film for next year and i'm gonna have every player from every position i'm gonna have i'm be up on everybody and the draft coverage you're gonna get from me next year i'm telling you is gonna be out of this world i'm gonna be over prepared i promise you that promise you that that's my time, y'all. Look, like I said, man, uh, follow me on all social media platforms as CyberPod. That's S-I-B-R underscore P-O-D. Um, check out the YouTube. Got a, a bunch of new videos up there posting multiple times a week. Shorts every day. Um, check me out there. It's S.I.B.R.Network. All one word, Cyber Network. Um, or just look up John Farris Cyber Network. You can do that too, and you'll find me. Go in there, listen, subscribe to the channel. We are trying to grow the cyber family on all through all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on uh, Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to everything. Okay, we trying to we trying to make this the biggest sports brand in the world we are trying to take this to a level to compete with the likes of espn just little old me little old you and the fan we're trying to have the cyber family take over the world and be the most dominant voice in sports that's the goal to have the giant community so come on be a part of that like i said follow me on all social media platforms cyber underscore pod that's s-i-b-r underscore p-o-d look me up on youtube under cyber network s-i-b-r network uh, or look me up by my name, John Farris, J-O-N-F-A-R-R-I-S. Y'all know what it is. I'll put the link, uh, I'll put it in, in the show notes from now on in the description of the show title. I'll put all that in there so you can follow it. You can see it. It'll be there. Thank y'all for joining me again. Look, this week got a little animated. I got a little heated, okay? I'm sweating a little bit because I'm fired up with all this stuff. Like I said, Dylan Brooks, come on to the Knicks. Uh, Joel and B, congratulations. You deserve it. Um, NBA uh, writers and MVP voters like if you didn't give it to a guy because you didn't want to give it to him for a third year in a row you're a dope Um, that's all I got (laughs) and I'm out of here I'll see y'all next week